feel free to chat. I don't care. I'll, okay. I'll edit it out. Okay. So, um, so we were talking about uh, how are the preparations going for the food truck rodeo? It's uh, it's been a long day today. I mean, we got here uh, I think about six thirty, uh, seven o'clock. Started prepping. Um, we're doing pretty heavy menu. Last year was our first day, and we did three items. This year we are. Am I not talking loud enough? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, last year was our first day. We did three items because we were, you know, our first day on the truck. We really weren't comfortable with the the, the, the truck itself and, and putting food out of it. This year, on the other hand, I think we're going to go pretty. We're going pretty heavy with uh, about six items. So it's been. We you know we prep everything the day before. Nothing is is older than a day. So it's been. Uh, it's gonna be a long long day. Gonna be a long night. But we're gonna be ready for it tomorrow. So it's gonna be a lot of food though. Hopefully, a lot of people in the weather will uh, will be good for it. Certainly hope so. It's a lot of great exposure for the trucks in Rochester, though. I agree. It is definitely going to be a big, uh, big turnout. To my knowledge, we're up to 15 trucks that are actually going to be there. There's going to be about five carts and six trailers as well. Uh, so it'll be be good exposure. Um, and you know, we a lot of the trucks have been in the press lately. So we're hoping that's going to uh, bring more people to the rodeos than last year because there was not a lot of not a lot of people knew about trucks in Rochester last year as, as compared to today. So. Yeah, and now with almost 30, 30 items, I mean, it's getting more popular and obviously a lot of news reporting on the truck issue, both in the city and the suburbs. Um, how would you describe the current situation licensing-wise in the city area and in the suburbs? Uh, licensing in the city is becoming a little bit easier. Um, I think the departments are finally talking with each other, uh, and it's, it's going to be... It was easier for us to finally get our license than it was prior to getting inspected. There's a lot of a lot of unanswered questions um, on the end of the, on the city's end, uh, but now they have those answers, so it's going to be easier. It's going to be more streamlined for uh, for new truck owners coming into the situation. Um, but in the suburbs, it's still kind of a I mean, it's still a mess in the city. It's not what we wanted with what's going on, but we got to start somewhere, you know, baby steps. Um, but hopefully, at the end of this pilot program, they'll open up more of the city. Maybe they'll lessen the fee, uh, give us more time downtown because that's what we ultimately want. And uh, the, the the suburbs it's it's still a mess. They yeah I don't want to say a mess, but they don't know yet. They don't know how to regulate the trucks. They don't know how to to control what's going on in their town because it's the suburbs are are, are larger uh, open space than in the city of Rochester. So to keep a, a watchful, careful eye on on them is going to be a little difficult. Uh, we just filed another permit with the town of Henrietta. Um, we'll have uh, a meeting again on June nineteenth, I believe. Uh, same thing. We have to go in front of the board. You know, we had to go through the same steps. Hopefully, it will be a little bit easier for Nate and I this time, just because we've been through that process. But it doesn't mean that we're going to get it because we already have one. Right, and that was for one location, right? Correct. It's going to be again. It's going to be for a uh, site-specific, time-specific, date-specific. Um, wow. It doesn't doesn't mean that we can roll into Henrietta at any point in time and park at these locations. Not to say that we wouldn't if we had to, uh, but you know, it's 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 something that's needs to change. They need to come up with an all-around uh, process once. All right, here we go again. Uh, but, I mean, the, the suburbs, you know, I, I think a lot of people, I liked them up until this point because it was, you know, office parks, secluded businesses, needed a place to go. Uh, with the city opening up, it could be a little different. Uh, the city is going to have more people than, than the suburbs will. Um, but we're not going to leave certain areas in the suburbs because those people helped us get to where we are today. And we have strong ties with them, and we're going to keep supporting them because they supported us. And not only that, it's a great captive audience, too. Very captive audience, <laughs> which is a good thing. And, and uh, you're the only truck there. Uh, the, the, the three locations with two trucks each, you know, I mean, you are competing with all, all, not only other trucks, but other restaurants, other food carts, 
um, you know, the quick stop and shop places that are in the city. Unlike in the suburbs where you're in a business park, you got to drive somewhere. And uh, we make sure that they don't by yeah. giving them good food. So how is it working? I mean, this is going to be a close area with two trucks at the same spot. Like, do you guys all get along relatively well? You were going to work together in these spots? I mean, it's, that's the one thing that popped into my head, you know? Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to get along. Hopefully we can all get along. <laughs> um, we, you know, we all work together as it is. Um, we, we all talk to each other. We all know what we're, what we're doing tomorrow. And, and, you know, we stay in touch and, and stay on top of things. Um, I think it's going to become difficult as uh, the situation grows downtown with the, the quantity of trucks um, and, and being friendly with everybody. Because at the end of the day, everybody's got to eat. Uh, we may have to work together to, to get things changed in the city, but, you know, tomorrow I, I need to make sure that I'm making money on the street. And, uh, you know, it's, it is competition. It is business. And I could see some truck owners not getting along with other truck owners or, you know, uh, Dan Karen from the city, uh, you know, he, he was concerned originally that we'd be out there throwing tomatoes at each other. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get to that point. Um, I do think there's going to be some, some, some backlash from, from truck to truck. Um, and I, I do think that trucks are going to specific trucks will be working together because if they know that their their truck will pair well with uh, another truck, um, it makes sense, right? And you know, and, and, and you you bring your followers, we'll bring our followers, and we'll both have a good day. Um, well, not only that, I mean, there's people that are going to get along different than other people. Correct, correct. You know, we we, we have no no hard feelings towards any trucks. We want to work with every truck in Rochester, um, but I'm not saying that's the same feeling towards back towards us. Yeah. Uh, as well as it's 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 going to be difficult because of how, how small of an area it is. Uh, and, you know, we don't know how many trucks have actually signed up for this pilot program. Um, for all we know, we could be the only one. Um, and yeah. I do know there's, I mean, I do know there's a couple other trucks out there that have signed up for it, but I'm not positive that every truck that is in the city of Rochester is actually going to sign up for it. Yeah, because it's, it's not a small fee, and it's not a lot of, it's a lot of steps to go through. It is a lot of steps to go through. It is not a small fee. Um, on that half behalf, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with that fee that we pay because, you know, we did do one day of illegal vending downtown, and I can say that because everybody knows that. The city <laughs> knows about that. We've been talked to about that. Yeah. Um, but we know how much money we can grow sale in one day, um, so I'm not scared about paying that fee back. Do I think it's ridiculous they're charging us what they charge for a year, for, for six months? Yes. Um, I mean, it is technically a pilot program. It's a trial basis, and then they should try, charge us trial prices. Uh, what, what's the next realistic step to move the cause forward? I know there's a couple different organizations now. Um, what's the next step? We uh, recently, after actually having, uh, we had a meeting, I think it was last Monday, um, with the Rock Mobile Food Organization. Um, after that, we, and uh, Christina Walsh from the Institute of Justice, um, she's pretty much spearheading the legal vending rights for the for United States. Um, and she came into, into town and sat down and talked to us. And after the fact, the truck owner specifically went out to dinner with her. Um, and we spoke on, on the current issues in the city of Rochester and what, what, what we were frustrated with and kind of how the rules are. Yes, they may have written something, but it's still not right. It's still not good enough for what we want. Um, and we spoke on that, and she's currently working on her end uh, about drawing up some paperwork uh, for us to take to the city um, and to, to questions to ask um, and, and some press releases to be sent out there. So the general public actually truly knows that, you know, at the end of the day, we're – it is a good thing that they pass these laws, but we're not all entirely happy with what they gave us. Um, and I think the general consensus, consensus of the public is, is that we, are, as truck owners, are extremely excited with what, what has passed, um, and that's not correct. Uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of people came up to the trucks after the fact and congratulated us on the victory, if you will. 
Um, but as I said before, it was a small step. Um, and we, there's a lot that needs to be changed still. Um, you know, time restraints need to be changed. Locations need to be more of. Um, the, the, the whole fee needs to be readdressed. Um, this outside city of Rochester needs to be addressed. There's a big issue with private parking, uh, private property parking. Um, we see no issue. In fact, we see less city involvement if it's private property. They don't have to involve the Department of Traffic. You know, they don't have to involve certain departments for, for public safety. Um, at the end of the day, that's all it should come down to is public safety, fire safety, environmental safety, and uh, that's it. But the city seems to, to have to put their own hands in the situation. Um, it is government, and we understand that, you know, they have to protect themselves and the city and the people of the city, but I think they're going a little too far with that. And so hopefully that we can address that issue in the, in the next couple, coming months. So getting off of regulations, because those are kind of boring. Yes, and I can um, talk about them all day. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Um, where were you working prior to owning and being the head chef on a food truck? Uh, prior to this, I was the executive chef for Max of Eastman Place. Um, for, I was there for about five years. Um, I oversaw pretty much all the banquets in the, the restaurant day-to-day -day life. Um, it was fun. I mean, it's different work. It's similar work and different work. You know, it was, I was in one place all the time. Now I move around. Uh, but we, we, we try to do the same kind of food that I was doing there on our truck here because that's the whole concept behind our our truck is to, to, to bring gourmet, you know, restaurant-quality food at, at lower prices minus the tablecloth and, the, the, you know, the quote-unquote annoying server. Uh, I apologize for all the servers out there, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, it's it, it's different, but we enjoy it. Uh, and prior to that, I lived in North Carolina, and I ran two different restaurants uh, over the course of uh, eight years. And... Uh, I wouldn't go back to a brick-and-mortar establishment until I own my own. Awesome. So why did you end up, why'd you leave to man your own mobile restaurant? Uh, there's many different reasons. Uh, one, uh, I decided that it was time to, to do my own thing. You know, I'd, I'd set goals prior to, to going to college, wow, about 10 years ago, um, where I wanted to be in life at a certain point in life. Um, and 30 was kind of the benchmark for me with it, that I needed to, to be doing my own thing, uh, that be... Owning a small, you know, obviously at that time it was not food trucks because, you know, 10 years ago food trucks weren't really that big, or at least in my eyes I didn't really know much about them. Uh, but I told myself that I wanted to be owning my own establishment of some sort, it be a catering company, a, a small diner, um, a specialty store or something. I had to be doing my own thing. Um, and I turned 30, I got married, and uh, it was kind of the, the inevitable. The, the next thing to do was, you know, to completely change my life around was to, to leave uh, the confines of someone else's establishment and do my own thing. Uh, plus, my wife took over as the event coordinator of the uh, the corporation, oh, and geez. we probably still wouldn't be married today if uh, we were working side by side like that. Right, just what you need to be working with your wife. Full exactly. Time. Uh, <laughs> um, what What's your favorite part about being in the mobile vending world, so to speak? Um, the fact that we can we can go any well, I shouldn't say we can go anywhere. <laughs> well, um, we can definitely say that we, we go anywhere within restrictions. Um, you know, we could take our food to people that have never experienced our food. Um, that wouldn't maybe not know that we were out there because they didn't, you know, they're not big on the food trucks yet. Um, obviously, in the last couple of months, all this press that, that we as an individual and as food trucks as a whole have gotten, I think, a lot, there's a lot more um, information out there about food trucks. Um, the, the, the thought behind the small establishment um, kind of, you know, pushed me towards a, a food truck because that's about as small as you can get. Uh, you know, there's no tables, there's no chairs. Um, I, I really like to be able to... to have fun with our food and the small kitchen that we have gives us that ability I know that doesn't make any sense but you know we only have room for so much food so we have to change our menu um, as frequent as we do um, and, and I love to be able to 
watch people eat it for the first time or the or the, the tenth time, and it'd be different uh, and be in a different location. So, well, flex flexibility is a great thing with a food truck. It allows you to use the different ingredients. Um, obviously, we're coming towards late spring summertime, which is prime time for Rochester. Finally, getting fresh ingredients. Yes. What are you looking forward to using most in the coming weeks? Uh, asparagus. I mean, we're using it right now. Um, I love asparagus this time of year. You know, asparagus is starting to come in. Uh, it's small quantities right now, but soon it'll be big. The local lettuces, um, you know, hopefully that'll, you know, start coming in again full, full steam. Um, I mean, anything that I can get from my farmers, we'll buy. It doesn't really matter. We'll, we'll write a menu around it. Um, I don't really call them and ask them what they, what they have or, or, or ask them specific questions about this is what I'm looking for. It's what do you have and what can I use and how much do you have? Um, I do have a, a currently uh, some friends that are starting a farm uh, just outside of Canandaigua, and they uh, they do have specific items that they're going to be growing for us and us only. Um, maybe not just for us only, but things that I've asked for them to grow that it's hard to get at other places. So, yeah, it's pretty inspiring for a home cook and a food enthusiast like myself to see the ingredients dictating what you're cooking instead of forcing ingredients into dishes. You Correct. know. Uh, and I, that's what we really enjoy. It gives, it gives you ultimate freedom. So. so, obviously, you have a constantly evolving, rotating menu. What's the favorite thing you've been doing on the truck? I can tell you, today, the least favorite thing is gnocchi. <laughs> uh, just because we've rolled over about 30, uh, just over 30 pounds of it. Uh, wow. I can't really say that I've had a, a favorite thing, because my mind changes every day about what I think about what we're doing. Um, you constantly have to continue evolving what you're doing to make it better every day. Um, you know, I, I think everyone's favorite, you know, it's the fail safe is the burger. You know, it's a very simple, simple burger. There's not much to it. We just, we, you know, very little ingredients. Um, I do, I do really enjoy the Korean barbecue sauce, uh, that we make and pretty much on anything and everything. Um, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to find something <laughs> interesting and different to talk about. Because I see you guys interviewed with, you know, the regulations all the time. And right. Nobody's really going into the background of the food and going right. in the background of where you guys came from. Right. I and, think, you know, I hear Korean barbecue sauce. I'm like, who else is using, I'm assuming, fermented pepper paste? Go, I, can't, I can't say. Go to Chang <laughs> or whatever, you know, right. that kind of stuff. Who else is using that? Right. There's not many. I mean, there are people out there that are using it, um, but not on trucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, welcome to, to try. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's we just like to have fun and play around and try new things, and I think that's what my favorite part of my favorite food that we've done is what we're doing next Very because cool. it's new. It's it's something that we're you know we challenge ourselves uh, to figure out new things, and you know we'll we'll run things, and if it works, we'll we'll run it a couple of days and take it off and bring it back. If it doesn't, you'll never see it again because we don't we don't want to put out a product that people aren't happy with or uh, that we're not happy with. Because I mean, there are times that things change on the truck from that were different in the morning and in the afternoon because as we were making it, you know, we decided that it wasn't what we wanted it to be or it's not coming out the way we envisioned it to be. Um, and that's something that Nate and I really enjoy is the fact that it's just the two of us and we, we can do that. There's no one else telling us to do it differently. So. so moving away from your truck, um, I don't know, how, how long have you been in Rochester now? Uh, and is it a truck itself? Or no, just you and you in general. I was born and raised here. Uh, okay. I did move away for you know about uh, ten years, including college. Um, I've been back for I, ooh, uh, it's going to kill me here. I think about seven years now. I've been back. Wow. Um, and you know it's it's 
when I left Rochester uh, the day after I graduated college, I said I would never come back. Um, <laughs> it seems like a common thing that a lot of people say that grew up here. It is. It is. You know, and when I left here, it's completely different than it is now when I came back. Even It's different now today than it was seven years ago. Um, I think Rochester is evolving as it always will be. Uh, it evolves at a slower rate. Um, but that uh, allows things to, you know, we get it right, uh, hopefully. hopefully. Well, I think it, it also allows creative people to offer up something new to a community instead of in the big cities where it's hard to be the new thing because Correct. everything's there. Correct. You know, and, that, and that's what we enjoy with our truck is that, you know, we're doing things that a truck in Rochester hasn't done before. Um, you know, we, we, we watch other evolving cities that are, you know, five, six years ahead of us and how they do things. And we try to take, even if it's just the, the business model or a technique or a style, and we try to do that and, and evolve that onto our truck to, to benefit us uh, in the city of Rochester. So... I guess I'm not sure Buffalo is ahead of Rochester or behind in its own way. <laughs> I think I think to be honest with you, I think Buffalo uh, in the food scene is is ahead of Rochester. Um, there's a lot of great restaurants out there. Not there's not a lot of great restaurants here, um, but there's there's more of a food scene I feel like in Buffalo. Um, at least a stronger food scene because there are a lot of a lot of foodies here in Rochester. Um, you know, you is one of them. Um, but I think that there's a, a larger group um, in Rochester or in Buffalo. I'm sorry that that's looking for that cutting edge, that next new thing. Um, I know there's a lot of a lot of cool underground things that are happening in Buffalo in the food world um, that just aren't happening here in Rochester. And I don't know if it's because no one's tried it or if it just hasn't worked. Um, and, you know, and Nate and I just experienced something that you know second month now of uh, a midnight dinner in Buffalo um, this past weekend with uh, Donnie and Allie from Buffalo Eats. Um, it was cooked by a chef uh, Ed Forrester from uh, the Hotel Lafayette, uh, and it was uh, I, I don't know if I could say where it was at. Um, I yeah, don't probably get, not. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But uh, it was uh, an ex- experience that, you know, I wish was happening here in Rochester. You know, we are currently looking into the, the, the rules and regulations on those kind of things. Because uh, obviously we don't want to do anything that's illegal. Right. Um, I don't think it is illegal in Buffalo. Um, but, it's, you know, so we want to do something along those lines. Um, well, you know, midnight dinners and pop-up restaurants, I mean, those kind of things are almost rote in, other, in the big cities. But we get nothing cool and interesting like that. Right. Like, Almost a reward to the people that follow the food scene. We don't get that stuff here, really. You Correct. Know? Uh, we, we know we tried in the past to do a couple of things with some other trucks um, that that would involve uh, more of a foodie scene. Not uh, we'd be coming off food trucks, but it wouldn't be you know the day to day food truck food. Um, those unfortunately avenues fell through. Uh, but you know we're still looking for that that next spot to, to go to 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 do something like that. Yeah, I mean it's inspiring for me as someone who loves food to. I grew up in Buffalo, but I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Boston. Right. It's the middle of nowhere, and I don't know anything about the city. I lived in Buffalo for 20 years. I don't know anything about the food scene. I'm just starting to learn about it, and stuff like that just makes me want to go explore and find cool more, more cool stuff there and here. I think my wife's happy that there's more of a food scene in Buffalo than Rochester. She's from there, <laughs> and now I go to Buffalo because I can go out to eat. Um, not that we can't go to eat here because I do as much as I can, um, but it's, maybe it's just new to me, the new style of food that they're doing out there. I was going to say, I mean, like, Buffalo's new and cool, but you live here. Right. Where do you go out to eat here? Like, do you actually sit down or you just take, take out? I mean, it's hard to sit down sometimes. Well, I, we kind of have a standing reservation at Rocco on Monday night. Um, we go there pretty much every Monday night. That's our, our date night with my wife. And, uh, you know, it's, I pretty much eat the same thing that, uh, every day because I know how good it's going to be. It's always consistently good. You know, I mean, obviously I do eat other things off the menu other than, you know, what I normally would get. Um, but I'm guaranteed a good meal. 
should we go there? It's hard because we usually get Monday. We only usually take Sundays, Sunday nights off, and Monday nights off. Right. Um, it's the the limited scene for food in Rochester at that on those days is kind of hard to get to. Sunday's brutal. Yeah. There's very, nothing very open brutal. on Sundays. Very brutal. Unless you want to drive a, a good distance. And yeah. To be honest with you, I kind of want to drink on those nights because I <laughs> don't drink during the week, and it's you know we don't drink and drive. Um, I do you know I do hit up Good Luck every once in a while. I'll go to Cure. Um, sure. Sunday mornings if. Uh, if I'm awake enough, I'll go to the Max at the Gallery. Uh, Ace and Mott, the chef there, puts out a, a fabulous brunch. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I guarantee that I'll be full and uh, <laughs> want to go back to bed afterwards because it's so much food. Um, you know, I tend to eat mainly on the truck or, or at other trucks. Yeah. Um, we kind of have that same kind of lifestyle with each other. We understand each other's. We're, we're always on the run, always on the go. Um, you know, we, we, we do try to eat, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. I was going to say, if you're eating on the truck, you're eating out, do you get a chance to cook at home at oh, all? Oh, God, no. My wife wishes. <laughs> I think she married me because she knew I was a chef and I'd cook, but that never happens anymore. Right. <laughs> um, I, I don't really ever cook at home. Um, in fact, she cooks more at home than I do, and I love it. Um, but, I mean, if I'm at home and I, we're hungry and I don't feel like cooking, she doesn't either, you know, we'll get, we'll get takeout. I mean, my, my, my guilty pleasure is Dogtown. Well, uh, it's hard to say it's even a guilty pleasure nowadays. It's... I mean, when it comes to hot dogs, there's really nobody doing it better than them. Correct. There's, you feel less bad about eating that food. Right. You know, it's, sometimes it's, you do feel bad after eating it. Well, sure. You eat too much of it. Um, but I, I agree. I mean, that's we'll go to Dogtown. That's, I mean, that's our, our, our go-to. Um, if we're not trying to go out, um, you know, if we're, we're trying not to spend some money, you know, we'll go there. If not, to a truck. Um, but you can only eat so many trucks. and you know, Of course. With the, the, it's going to be different now, but with the current regulation or the past regulations and rules, it was hard to find trucks on certain nights because they couldn't be out places. So just a couple more of the those kind of questions. Okay. So I was reading in the New York Times about commissaries for the first time. Is that something that affects Rochester trucks too? Um, no, and no. What, is, what does that actually entail? A commissary is a establishment where you do all of your prep work and they'll have you have to have a three bay sink you have to have a mop sink a bathroom uh, proper refrigeration uh, basically it is a restaurant without tables and chairs and servers um, currently right now the uh, Rochester doesn't require you to have one that's why we do all of our prep on our truck um, Buffalo on the other hand if you own a truck and operate a truck you have to have a commissary wow um, there, there are rumors going around that if you own more than one truck in Rochester you have to have a commissary uh, we're looking into that because we are looking to move forward with uh, with our, our business and grow our business. Sure. Um, it's hard to find a commissary because there's so few and far in between. I know a couple of truck owners just recently acquired one, and they had been in business for quite some time and been looking for it pretty much since day one. And I think it took them about three years to, to get a commissary that fit their needs. Um, you know, if you have a commissary, it, if it doesn't come with parking, you know, then you got to pay for parking elsewhere. So it's kind of kind of hard to do um, as well as if, you know, if you have a commissary, you might as well open up a restaurant is the way I look at it. Uh, I do like the close confines of our truck. Everything's there. I don't have to, to run around and try to find things. But it also becomes troublesome when uh, you're trying to store a lot of food and you don't have that much storage. So, I think this is probably going to be pretty good for the first time out. We went... 20 minutes, which is probably going to be a lot written down. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my fingers are probably going to hurt after this. I'm sure. So, I'll just say, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it was and, talking to you, Chris. You know, I love the, I love what you guys are doing off the truck. It's inspiring as a home cook. 
because I, I love trying stuff like that. Right, right. And that's why we do it. You know, we want we want other people to try what we're doing. Um, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah. You know, and uh, we, we, we want more foodies to come out in Rochester and yeah. help grow this scene. So, like I said, I appreciate the time, and maybe we'll talk again sometime. Yeah, and, most um, definitely. And not just have questions. It's not a problem. Thank Sounds you, Sounds good, buddy. Thanks.